G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell for this Tuesday morning. It is the 21st of June, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair for the next hour before the respective breakfast shows. 3.11.70 Sydney, 16.20 Gold Coast and SENQ come along. Busy show as well over the course of the next hour. We spoke to Chris Perkins yesterday uh, on the show about the US Open Golf. That is, of course, wrapped up, but we're going to have another chat with him live from the USA in around about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll talk about that, uh, of course, but also get a wrap on all the other sport happening in America. Plenty of happening uh, things happening in the world of rugby league as well. Uh, New South Wales already in Perth. They flew over to Perth yesterday and a few things coming out of that uh, trip there. We'll update you on everything happening there as well. Plus your calls on te- and text one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 the phone number, or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install the ream at one and a half past five. couple of things on the agenda today. A bit later on in around about half an hour, we're going to have a listen uh, to some of the interview that Jimmy Smith did with Pat Richards yesterday afternoon on Afternoons. Uh, made me think, your favourite rugby league moment. No one will ever forget that 2005 grand final flick pass, Benji Marshall to Pat Richards. Tigers aren't my team. Uh, it was probably the, one of the last great moments the Tigers have had. And they're in the news again today for different reasons. But your favourite rugby league moment or moments, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 the phone number, or 0457 736 736. Your favourite rugby league moment. Chance to win a Makita T-shirt this morning. Uh, a lot stand out. But if you can give me one, that would be fantastic. Uh, is it that one? 2005 Grand Final, Pat Richards to Benji Marshall. And the other one I want to touch on today as well. Um, if you were a rugby league player, would you be picking your state or your country? And we'll get to uh, Telekai's comments in just a second. Daniel Tupo in the same situation where both named for Tonga, but thought if they got picked for New South Wales, which they both have, they will go with state. And this is in a World Cup year. The Rugby League World Cup is only four months away. We've got obviously the origin this weekend, but we have three international games as well on Saturday afternoon into Saturday night. At some stage, something has to be done about this. I saw Brad Fittler on the news last night saying, hopefully this is the last time that players get put into this situation where they have to choose either state or country. The World Cup, as I say, only four months away in the UK. Would you pick your state or your country? But more importantly, what can be done to fix this issue? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six if you are born in Australia or you grow up in Australia and play most of your rugby league at either in New South Wales or Queensland, no doubt I can understand why you want to be playing state of origin, but surely international rugby league, even though it's been sort of off the agenda over the past couple of years due to the uh, COVID pandemic, um, really has to be back on the agenda, especially this year with the World Cup. So uh, would you pick your state? Would you pick your country? And what would you do 
uh, to fix that issue. Happy to hear from you this morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. As I say, a chance to win a Makita T-shirt at four past five. Speaking of this situation, uh, Sosifa Telekai says he has always dreamt about sticking it to the Queenslanders. Um, now, he'll be thrust at the Origin Arena with a simple task to destroy the Maroons. The 25-year-old takes his place on the New South Wales bench as he fulfills a childhood dream. Telekai said he was shaking when told of his selection. I was in a state of shock, he said. I didn't know how to react. It was a dream come true. I never made New South Wales teams when I played Harold Matthews, SG Ball or under-30s. It has been a motivator to make it on the big stage. I've always been a big fan of New South Wales. Grew up in the era where Queensland dominated when they had Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis and Cameron Smith. There is nothing more than I've ever wanted than sticking it to the Queenslanders. It means everything. I've been praying for this. I'm ready to do my job for New South Wales. He, There were rumours he was going to get picked in that first game, but uh, didn't in the end. Um, so playing for New South Wales, he also says, I've learned to be confident in myself the last year. I knew what I had to offer, but I wasn't doing it. I wasn't performing to where I was satisfied and I didn't take risks like I am now. So great selection. As I said, he had been picked in the Tongan squad prior to his New South Wales selection, but made it clear he wanted to represent the Blues. So that's his choice. And I think he'll be a very good inclusion, you would hope, for New South Wales on uh, Sunday night. I do still find his pick a bit strange, what they're going to do with him. Obviously, they're going to play him in the middle of the field, and he's been in relatively uh, good form. But, uh, again, it goes back to uh, what are we going to do, what can they do uh, to help the players not have to pick uh, country over state or state over country. It will help that after this year there's no um, Sunday state of origin game, but I still think you've got to devote a lot of time to International Rugby League. So I like Rep Brown. I think it's fantastic. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Get to your text in a second at six past five. Now, uh, Blues assistant Greg Alexander, he was on NRL 360 last night and he explained why New South Wales have made seven changes to their squad for their must-win clash with the Maroons in Origin 2 and the thinking behind some some crunch calls. Uh, the Blues made seven changes to their game one squad and eight changes to their formation of their 17 as New South Wales try to even the series and force a decider. So Paul Ken asked Brandy yesterday uh, why there were so many changes. Um, and obviously he, uh, Brandy pointed out that Jack White and he unavailable because of COVID, which I think is very disappointing because for all the criticism Jack White had before State of Origin 1, I think along with James Desco, he was probably the Blues' uh, best player. Uh, Brandy said, we decided to bring Matt Burton into the side. It's like a replacement for Jack. We know Matt is an outstanding centre, and he's been in pretty good form for the Bulldogs playing 5-8. Obviously, he has played centre before for the Panthers. We didn't want to carry a halfback or cover for the halves on the bench, so Matt Burton grabbed one centre spot, and then he said, we decided to go with Stephen Cronin at right centre ahead of Katoni Staggs. Um... He uh, went on uh, to talk about Josh Adokar as well. 
Um, and you'll hear some of this played in breakfast as well. He said uh, Ado Carr was very, very close to making uh, the side. And he also said that they lost game one at the Ruck. And Alexander, Greg Alexander, believed New South Wales played far too nice in Origin 1. So Brandy said, we just have to be better. We have to play more focused to the Ruck and realise it is not a club game. It is Origin and penalties like to be at a minimum. You have to push the boundary. Uh, you don't want to play too nice. I thought we were just too nice about things. An interesting comment. It seemed like we didn't want to offend anyone. We jumped off nice and clean, and we did lose the ruck, and we learned a lesson from that. I'm sure we will be better in that area. He also said, as I said about Josh Adokar, very close. Not an easy decision to leave someone like Josh Adokar out. A lot of debate about it, we have, but we have decided to stick with Daniel Tupo, who did nothing wrong. Well, no, he, he didn't do anything wrong, Daniel Tupo, in game one of State of Origin. But I don't think Josh Adokar could have done a lot more to be selected. I think he's been sensational. Yes, he was caught out uh, from that try the other day against the Tigers. But other than that, you look at especially his last month of football. And, of course, it helps the Bulldogs are in good form. Matt Burden's playing well, and that combination is starting to uh, work better and better each week for them. But I still feel sorry for him that he has been left out. And what do you make of his comments about the Blues being too nice in Game 1? And what does that mean for Game 2? What what are they going to do when they take the field? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. He also explained uh, the decision to put Victor Radley in the squad, which people were a bit curious about because he hasn't played since Magic Round for the Roosters, which was, what, about a month or so ago now. Uh, He said Freddie has always wanted to have Victor as part of the squad and the opportunity arose. He spoke with Trent Robinson and Victor prior to naming the team and Victor said he would be right to go, as did Trent Robinson. So Freddie had no hesitation in putting Victor in the side. Victor is a great character. He is a winner. He is competitive. If we did have a problem and Victor had to throw on a jersey and play, I've got no doubt he would handle it. Uh, Victor Radley has already really come out and said he will not be playing, but I take uh, Brady's point. If there is an injury um, or COVID issue between now and Sunday, he would definitely fit right in. I still think it's a little harsh on players like Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard, especially Campbell-Gillard, who had a fantastic game against the Roosters on Saturday night. But what do you make of uh, Greg Alexander's comments? Don't forget, uh, 3.11.70 Sydney. He'll be joining Vossi after 8 a.m. in Perth. So no doubt you can uh, flick him a text or give him a call. I'm sure he's looking forward to hearing from you already. one 300 a bit later on for Brandy, or 0457-736-736. Any questions uh, you'd like to ask him about the New South Wales State of Origin team, I'm sure uh, he is eager to answer each and every one of them. Now, asking about your favourite moments in rugby league, going to play a bit of Pat Richards on Jimmy Smith's show a little later on in our show. Um, a couple of texts here. This one from James, uh, who hasn't been in contact for a while, uh, but he has this morning. He says, I just can't split it. Every time the Storm beat the Roosters is my favourite time in footy. So fairly biased text there from James, I think. Uh, but there you go. And, of course, uh, Melbourne, having beaten the Roosters just last week, um, and, in fact, the Roosters, I think, have lost about 10 games in a row to Melbourne, but they still won that 2018 grand final. Thank you, uh, James, for that text. Uh, hi, Dan. This is the Oval Treatment. Hi, Dan. A couple of great rugby league moments came in successive grand finals in 2003 and 2004, where both games featured amazing try-saving, match-winning tackles in the dying moments. Yes, firstly, Scott Sattler for the Panthers against the Roosters. I remember being at that game, um, and I was up at the top of 
uh, ANZ Stadium or a core stadium as it's now called. And you could see Todd Byrne, I'd like to use the word sprinting down the sideline, but running down the sideline. And you thought for all money he was going to score that try. And I know it's been shown many, many times on a replay over the past almost 20 years since that happened. But that was just an amazing tackle by Scott Settler and did turn the game. You would have thought if uh, the Roosters have scored there, they went on to win. And then he says Andrew Ryan for the Bulldogs against again against the Roosters in 2004. Yeah, that was on Michael Crocker, I think, just in the latter part of that game uh, when the Bulldogs were leading 16-13. I think probably the final play. If he could have got that ball away, he had a couple of support players. But, uh, yeah, great nominations. Yeovil Treeman, also James. Thank you. Keep them coming in. Your favourite rugby league moments, 0457 736 736. Also got a text there from Jason. I'll get to that shortly. 12 minutes past five, your fa- your favourite rugby league moments for your chance to win a Makita T-shirt. Also, if you were a rugby league player, would you be picking your state? Would you be picking your country? And what can we do to make it easier on players with the World Cup only four months away. Looking forward to that as well in the UK. We're going to take a break. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat to Chris Perkins, wrap up the US Open golf and talk all things American sport. We'll do it next. It's 12 and a half past five. 17 past five. Don't forget Australia's biggest Beaumont tiles together with us. We want to uh, help boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au. And you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. 17 and a half past five. Keep those calls and texts coming through 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Asking you for your favourite rugby league moments this morning. Going to have a listen to an interview Jimmy Smith did with Pat Richards in about 10 minutes yesterday afternoon. Fascinating interview. Plus... uh, State or country, which one would you pick and what can we do to make it easier for the players? one 1170 0457-736-736, a chance to win uh, Makita T-shirt this morning. Now, we spoke to this next man yesterday. It was very, very close in the US Open and it stayed close all throughout the morning until around about 9am here, uh, Sydney time, when Matt P- uh, Fitzpatrick won the US Open. Chris Perkins, good morning. It was uh, tied up until the end, wasn't it? It was, and good morning again. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming I'm getting double paid for this. Yeah, of course, yes. Uh, yeah, you, you, you'll get all that pay coming through anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, two times zero, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That yep, that's about right. Anyway, yeah. Good, yeah, good morning. And, yeah, the U.S. Open, it was great yesterday. I said yesterday, watch these scores because the course is going to be receptive. The greens were going to be receptive yesterday. Mm. They absolutely were. The scores were so much better than, than they were on Saturday when we had five of 64 break par on Saturday in dry conditions and howling winds. The greens had gotten, had gotten a little slower. The winds had for the most part died down and we wound up with some serious fireworks mm. um especially on the back nine yesterday I and mean, we had we had guys who were in this thing like crazy and we had Matt, of course matt fitzpatrick who won it scotty scheffler made a nice run before giving back a couple of strokes on, on 10 and 11 you know some missed shots that he's gonna he's gonna regret the masters champion and of course will Zalatoris, who had chances had multiple chances Gave back a couple of shots, and one of them, a situation on 15, where he winds up in the rough, and I'm talking the deep rough. The thing is, Fitzpatrick wound up in about the same G 
general area, but Fitzpatrick hit his his tee ball so bad, he hit it into the gallery into an area that had been walked in a lot, mm. and he wound up with a good lie. Zalatoris was in the cabbage, wound up uh, bogeying, and uh, really impacted him. But for Fitzpatrick, two shots are going to come to mind when you think of Matt Fitzpatrick's win at the o- at the U.S. Open. It's going to be his putt on 13 from 50 feet from the other side of the green that he just absolutely buried center cup. He could not have hit it any better or any more perfect uh, to drop in a birdie on 13. And then on 18, after he tees off and, and hits a hook, this thing hooked. You can watch it on the shot tracker was going left, and I was like, oh, boy. All he needed to do was hit in the fairway. He only needed par to win, Mm. winds up in the fairway bunker, but he wound up getting lucky because the bunker has a big mound in the middle of it, but he wound up fully in the sand, a good lie, and it was about a foot or two outside of where this mound could affect him. And he hits the shot of a lifetime out of the sand to about 15 feet, Winds up two-putting for his par. Zalatoris had a 14-footer for birdie, though, to force a two-hole playoff. Mm. Wound up burning the edge and just missed out. But for Zalatoris, sixth top ten in nine major starts, including three runner-up finishes. That guy's going to figure out how to win a major pretty soon. It could be four weeks from now at the Open. They could be handing him the Claret Jug and declaring him the champion golfer of the year next month. He is that good, and he is that close. But for Fitzpatrick, wins his first pro tournament on U.S. soil at the same site where he won the U.S. Amateur in 2013. Becomes the second male golfer to pull a, pull a U.S. Amateur, U.S. Open double on the same course. The only other how about Jack Nicholas? Won at Pebble at the Amateur in 61 mm. and the U.S. Open in 72. When you're on a list and the only other member of that list is Jack Nicholas, and we're talking golf, you're doing pretty good for yourself. Uh, yes, most definitely. And we saw uh, Matt Fitzpatrick Caddy uh, sort of break down after that win as well. And of course, you mentioned the Open, and you'll be there in just a few weeks' time in Scotland. Uh, yes, let's, I will. Yes, I'm sure you're marking, still marking down those days. Uh, let's just <laughs> turn our attention to some of the other sport happening in America and today at uh, 10 a.m. Sydney time uh, the third game in the Stanley Cup final uh, is happening yeah uh, Tampa Bay uh, right now the you're, you're not pushing the panic button for Tampa Bay yet you do have the cover off and the finger is hovering over it though because they're down two games to none Saturday night was an abject disaster for the Tampa Bay Lightning game two of the, the cup final in Denver got blasted 7 nothing by the Colorado Avalanche. And th- this was a game, in all fairness, I did not watch this game past 3 nothing because this, mm. this thing got ugly in a hurry for anybody who's cheering for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, really, there is, there's no positives to take away from it other than the fact that Tampa Bay got on an airplane and flew home. And they have the next two games on home ice. Now, for, for Tampa Bay, they can take solace in the fact that two weeks ago, after two games, the Eastern Conference final, they were in this exact same position, mm. down two games to none after losing the, the first two at Madison Square Garden to the Rangers, came home, rolled off four straight, won two in, in Tampa, won game five in New York, won game six in Tampa to 
book their trip in the book their spot in the, East, in the Stanley Cup final. Mm. So they're going to take solace in the fact, hey, we've been in this position. We're not nervous. We're not worried about it. We're on home ice in front of our crowd, and Andre Vasilevsky's going to bounce back. We'll we'll see what happens because Colorado is really really good at hockey. All they right. score a lot. They play great defense. They've got great speed. It's unbelievable. All right, that is at 10 a.m. this morning, Game 3 of the Stanley Cup. And in about 60 seconds, the latest on the NBA free agency talk happening. Well, a couple of things. The couple of stories coming out uh, is about Kyrie Irving and, uh, 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 oh, James Harden. Um, they're... Uh, they have uh, player options, Harden for $47 million, I think, Irving for $36 million. Uh, there's some decisions that have to be made pretty quick because free agency actually starts July 1st. NBA draft is actually this Thursday. We, we just ended the NBA Finals. In fact, the Warriors Championship Parade is going on right now out in San Francisco, but all 30 teams are already looking toward the future and the start of the next season, and those are the two, bit, two of the biggest names that are being uh, kicked around. What do they do? Do they stay with their teams, or do they test free agency and hope to get that kind of money? Yeah, going to be very, very interesting. And just before we let you go, uh, Katie Ledecky, she was uh, prime time here last year in when the Olympics were on, and uh, another good win for her overnight in the World Championships. Yeah, merely won by 14 seconds in the 1,500-meter, <laughs> yes. the, the, as I like to call it, the kill-me race, because that race would kill me uh, <laughs> if I tried to do 1,500 yes. meters in a pool in one stretch. Uh, 15 and a half minutes, just under 10 seconds more than her world record from four years ago. Won by about 15 seconds ahead of a 16-year-old by the name of Katie Grimes, who may be the next American star in, in distance mm. racing, in, in swimming. But uh, a shout-out to, and I apologize for not knowing the pronunciation, uh, Lanny or Laney Pallister, uh, Australian, finished third in that race, uh, time of about uh, 15 minutes and 49 seconds. So yeah. not a bad showing for, for uh, Miss Pallister yeah, in no, that race to finish third. Not at all. Uh, 20 years of age. Uh, she's won three gold medals and three silver medals at the 2019 World Junior Championships. And as you said, overnight, uh, bronze medal in the 1,500-meter freestyle. Only 20 years of age. So potentially uh, our next Australian superstar swimmer or one of them coming up. And, of course, the Commonwealth Games, uh, at least for us here in Australia, uh, they mean quite a lot. Uh, that starts next month in Birmingham at the back end of July, which SEN will be covering. So really looking forward to that, and maybe right. she will feature in the Commonwealth Games. Chris, fantastic to talk to you. We'll have a chat again next week. Sounds good. Have a good night. Have a good day, actually. I'll have a good night. You have a good night. We'll have a good day. And <laughs> We'll speak again soon. Chris Perkins in the USA at 26 and a half past five. A uh, few rumours going around that Luke Brooks is going to be dropped for, I think, the first time in his career. We'll talk more about that a little later on in the show. 26 and a half past five, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, now, do not forget uh, breakfast after 6 a.m. through 1170 Sydney. Uh, we've got a great state of origin experience to give away. Now, it's two 
State of Origin 3 gold reserve tickets at Suncorp Stadium, valued at $7 each. One night's accommodation in Brisbane as well. And two return flights to Brisbane from Sydney Airport. Just be listening to breakfast with Vossi and Brandy every morning from 6am for your chance to win this ultimate State of Origin experience for Game 3 at Suncorp Stadium on July 13. As I said, prize includes two gold reserve tickets, return flights and accommodation valued at over $2,000. We already had one winner yesterday. There will be another winner this morning on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, 31170 Sydney. Six to six, strategies juice in a nutshell. Mentioned Luke Brooks earlier. Well, he's in the firing line and set to be dropped for the first time in his 185 NRL game career. Uh, now, Brett Kamali is poised to make the hard line decision uh, after the Tigers' back-to-back losses since the sacking of Michael Maguire. Brooks, he's never been axed since making his West Tigers debut in 2013. That means he's played under six coaches in his 10-year ten- tenure at Concord. Mick Potter, Jason Taylor, Andrew Webb. Ivan Cleary, Mark Maguire, and now Kamali. But Coach Kamali is considering going where no other coach has gone before and dropping Brooks to New South Wales Cup with Western Suburbs. Of course, over the off-season, there are a lot of reports that he was going to be joining the Newcastle Knights. He decided to stay at the West Tigers. And uh, there was a lot of pressure on him a few weeks back. Played well, uh, but now in trouble again. And other bad news as well for the Tigers. Alex Twole is expected to be ruled out for the remainder of the season due to concussion protocols and also uh, the World Cup for Lebanon, which is very, very disappointing. Uh, on 16.20 and SENQ, Pannon Hills coming up. Lions captain Dane Zorko, ahead of the top of the table, clash against Melbourne, the MCG. Brooke Hansen on the World Swimming Championships. Uh, and my origin experience guest is Kevin Campion. That's all through 16.20 Gold Coast and SDNQ with Patton Heels. After 6am here, it's Vossi and James Magnuson. Brandy will join the show after 8am, live from Perth. I'll see you tomorrow at 5am. Have a wonderful day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.